Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Crafting a Business podcast. Today, I sit down with Nat from Nat's Crafty Life. Nat um, is one of the admins of the Cricket for Australians Facebook group. So this Facebook group has saved me so many times and it's such a hive of knowledge in there. There's a whole lot of crafters in there um, where, and there's all different variations of level. So what I'm talking about is there's people that have literally just got their cricket and people who are experts and, um, you know, cricket for for their businesses and for hobby and all of that, right? But it's really, really helped me because every time I've I've ended up in a place where, oh, my God, I don't know what's wrong with this. I don't know what happened. I don't know how to fix this when I made a mistake. Um and a whole lot of hacks and stuff in there, uh, I, I've just learned from this group. So um, I really enjoyed this conversation with Nat. And she's like, she's like an OG crafter for me, because when I first started crafting, she was one of the first pages that I followed. So um, it was a real honor to speak to her. And she's, um, it's really interesting to hear her story, because a lot of people don't know, but before she was, um, she became like, you know, this influencer for cricket and all of this, she had her own business too. So um, and she she talked me through that process of uh, building that business enough to, you know, to be pretty big, um, but then deciding to close it down. And she talks me through why and what she learned and also about her journey with cricket. She even went to the US to one of the um, crafting events there just to learn about cricket. So so I hope you love this conversation with Nat. If you like this type of content, please subscribe. There's lots more coming. Enjoy. Hey, Nat. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, thank you. I have been looking forward to this chat for a very long time. And it feels a bit weird because, like, we've been talking for ages, hey? Like, yeah. I think I was like this, This uh, even before I started the business, I was kind of like, oh, I'm into this crafting thing. <laughs> and I literally, I think, I think I just searched something on Instagram or Facebook. And as you do, you find the who's who and here we are. This is a bit of a moment for me. I should just take it in, hey? <laughs> Bask in the ambience. Um, but, yes, totally take it in. No, totally take it in. I um, I would love for you to kind of tell us how you got to this this place. Like what, where do I even start? Like how did know. Nat become Nat? And how did Nat like start Nat's crafty life and well, okay, let me start again. So for everyone that doesn't know, Nat is a uh, cricket community leader and she's like one of the celebrities, I'm going to say. I'm talking about you like third person. But anyway, she's one of the like the who's who of cricket in Australia. And um, you look after the Cricket for Australians Facebook group, which has however many thousands of people in the group. Do Over a hundred thousand. Oh my god! It's probably like people. close to one hundred and ten thousand now. Yeah. Wow. And uh, this group has saved me so many times when I stuff something up or I don't know what setting to cut it on or I don't know what this material is, and I just search the group and I find an answer. So, how did that group come to be? Let's start there. Okay. So, um, how the I didn't actually create the group. So it wasn't created by myself. I was actually brought on just after it was created. So originally um, back in the day, obviously I'm an old school cricket crafter, not as old school as some women out there, but I'm definitely an old school cricket crafter. And I had one of the original cricket expression two mm -hmm. machines. Um, and I was, I joined one of the US pages, probably, I don't know which page it was, but one of the US pages that, Weirdly enough, I'm no longer a part of. I don't know if they're just not there anymore or I flicked them. I don't know. Um, but this lady came on to the page saying, hey, is there anyone from Australia? Would anyone be interested in joining a page if I created one? And, um, of course, a heap of us, or I say a heap, like 50 of us probably said yes. And um, she was like, that's enough for a group. And so she created the group. Um, and obviously just called it Cricket for Australians and we've kept the name the whole way through. Um, her name was Jules Williams. And um, so she she's the one who actually created the group. Uh, that was probably back in 2016, I would dare say, maybe 2015. I'm not quite 100% sure exactly when the group started. And, um, you know, from there, we kind of just sort of, um, you know, did our thing and, you know, I was 
not super active in the group, but I was always there to answer people's questions. I was really good at iron on um, stuff. And it's quite funny because when I was in the group and Paul was in the group, um, I used to get really jealous of his card um, projects. I was like, how I'm dare still you jealous of card projects? Because <laughs> I, I used yep. to make cards when I was um, before I had a cricket, and so I was really jealous. And I was like, "Oh, I don't like him." And then, and he knows the story. And then he actually said he used to be jealous of like my iron-on projects um, yeah. and was in awe of it. But uh, one day in two thousand in October two thousand and seventeen, um, the admin Julie um, she had gone into labour to have her second son and um, she was struggling with a few issues that were coming onto the page. Um, we probably only had like, I don't know, 500 to a thousand members if that at the time. And there was people complaining about stealing people's ideas and things like that, um, which if you're going to share it in the group, you're sharing it in the group because, yeah. you know, it it's an idea. You don't, if it's mm. a, authentic thing you're not going to share it out in public if you don't want other people to use it as inspiration and so she was literally giving birth and um had asked me to jump in and assist <laughs> whilst she was busy and so she just made me in as an admin and it just kind of happened so organically because I was able to jump in and just resolve a problem that someone was happening having sorry and um sort of from there it just sort of it just became like a friendship that Jules and I had and, um, you know, back and forth, we decided to eventually um, catch up and meet up with each other. And um, the group sort of, sort of started from there. We didn't really have any strict rules or anything prior to that other than the usual be kind to each other kind of rules. Um, but it was, it was funny. I was out um, drinking one night with my, sister and as you do we got we got a request to join the group from a shish aurora so that's the theme oh, of cricket. so i know i, I know <laughs> i drunkenly i drunkenly um uh, added him to the group and did like a little post it would have been at like three o'clock in the morning i was like welcome to the group and tagged him in it it was the most insane three o'clock in the morning post of anybody i was so drunk and I woke up the next morning super hungover and there was this big group chat between Ashish, Jules and myself that I clearly was added to the chat but not taking part of it. <laughs> um, and they were arranging a meeting for us all to um, essentially wow. just catch up and talk about the group and what how they can help the mm. members of Australia. So that's pretty much wow. how we came to be. That was the start of the journey essentially. And how many followers were you at, not followers, group members were you at at this stage when the CEO maybe, decided to join? Maybe a thousand. Wow. So they, they from a marketing point of view, because my mind always goes to that, right? Um, they obviously saw their potential and, mm. um, and they wanted, they obviously had pinpointed Australia as an untapped market, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. and to have someone that high level, like I know how it works in the corporate game and like that high level, if that person's on the tools as much as, Ashishavara is um it looked like it just yeah often I find that Aussies are like forgotten a little bit like there's all these US pages there's yeah. all these like US all the new fandangled like crafting stuff and then we don't we just can't get it <laughs> like you know yeah um yeah. so that tells me that cricket really makes uh like takes us as really really important um yeah and and where and where to where from there like since that drunken kind of chat and you know to 100,000 so, followers like yeah tell me about that journey yeah so um he later like we arranged um some zoom meetings with um who was it a whole bunch of people in the U.S. like I could probably name drop but you guys wouldn't even know who they were um a lot of um, sales and marketing managers because at the time they didn't actually have a team on the ground here in Australia. So everyone, everything was happening overseas. And um, this was just before the Easy Press was released. Um, I see. The original blue one. Original, um, okay. Yeah, so at this time we'd had some stock come to the country and was only stocked at Spotlight. So I think we only had at the time the Explore Air 2 was in stock 
in the stores. Um, the maker hadn't come out yet and the Easy Press hadn't even come out yet. But I think it had just been released in the US, but it hadn't come out to us. So um, they wanted some assistance with content. What's great for Aussies? I know there's still a way to go to try and get the right content for Aussies because it's really hard, but they're doing with the uh, uh, cricket, what is that, contributing artists that really goes a long way yes. because then you've got a lot of Aussie artists in there now putting their bits in. Um, but we were helping in back in the days with, you know, content. So we were trying to tell them things for Australia Day, things for um, Anzac Day, things for the right spelling. Can we get the right spellings on all our stuff? Like so we mom, were involved in a lot of, yeah, a lot <laughs> of meetings. Yeah. Even some of the products that were being released to Australia, we were giving them ideas as to what would work for Australia and what wouldn't work for Australia. So um, they had their iron on um, uh, the already pre-printed ones, kind of like your DTF ones. Um, they had them and they were asking our ideas on what would work in Australia. And, you know, so they knew what to pitch to their, um, to the, who is it? The person in charge of sales at Spotlight at the time. Um, so a lot of that was sort of based on what we were saying we wanted to see and in terms of products. Um, and then they did appoint a new, like a marketing manager in Australia here at the time. Um, she no longer works for cricket, um, but she was really, really passionate, like um, about the product, but also about us as a group. Um, and in 2018, she... Um, got approval from Cricket for us to go over to the Mountain Makerthon in Utah, which was held at the end of July, beginning of August in 2018. So um, we got to go over to uh, to the whole event. So it was a three-day crafting event. Um, and then we also then on the fourth day got to go to Cricket's head office. So um, Jules and I, that was my first trip outside of the country. <laughs> Um, wow first trip outside the country and you get to go to cricket head office oh my yeah God. I never I never left to say that's like that. crafting <laughs> like heaven <laughs> exactly and um yeah so we went and you know we got to meet um Melody Lane and Ken from Ken's Creations and um Carly Hall who at the time worked for cricket she wasn't an influencer at the time uh, we got to meet Leah Griffith and do like a paper, uh, crepe paper flower class with her. So, um, and, and the whole reason is because our future at Cricket for Australians really stemmed from this mountain makeathon. Um, how we directed what we wanted to do with the country was really as a result of the classes that were taught at the um, mountain makeathon. So, we really wanted to give Australia something similar to that like we obviously can't do it at the scale that they had it at because they had like people coming over from had the crafty gentleman come over from the UK and they had um a bespoke bride um come over from the UK as well and um they just had people coming from every country you can imagine um and some of these people were there to teach classes and other people were there just to experience the day like we were um, but yeah, so when we came back from Utah, we really wanted to do something and oh, whilst we were away, sorry, Paul joins the group whilst we were away and because we needed someone to look after the page of while course. we were gone. <laughs> of course. Someone's got to, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So he got stuck behind <laughs> dealing with everything while we sorry, were like Paul. having the. <laughs> It's high life. <laughs> I'm going to raise that when I have Paul on this podcast, which is planned. I'm going to raise that and see how he felt about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much um, where we kicked off. We had some meetings with Ashish Aurora back then as well. And I think at the time of um, being over there, we were probably maybe at three and a half thousand members. And he kept telling us, oh, you're going to be 20,000 you're going to be 50,000 in no time. And we were like, you're dreaming. Like, we're never going to get there. <laughs> yeah um but you know like we we honestly never thought it would grow as big as it did like it was insane and when it did grow it grew really quickly but we the three of us sat down um later on in the year and we decided we liked the idea of potentially having a um we we're going to do a Christmas party it was literally just going to be we were just going to have 
all catch up in Queensland, in Brisbane, because Jules was from Brisbane. I was from just south of Brisbane um, in northern New South Wales and Paul's family was in Brisbane. So he was like, I can go visit mum, it's fine. And then it turned into like, because we were just going to invite people just come in as like a meet and greet, kind of like, let's catch up. Anyone in Brisbane who wants to come, just catch up sort of thing. You buy your own food kind of thing. And that turned into us teaching a class each and formalizing it to what became the first original CFA craftathon, um, which was a Christmas theme. And um, we held it in person at the Indrapilly Golf Club, I think. Um, and it was just an all round amazing um, event. We had Spotlight there with our pop up shop. We, I don't even know how we made it work, but we made it work. <laughs> Um, I love and- how organic all of this is. Like, I really resonate with with this. Like, uh, half the time I'm in, I'm sitting here and I'm like, how the hell did that just happen? Like, you know, mm-hmm. when that when Nat you 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 post about my product, I'm like, what? How did that happen? Like, and I I really resonate with that because um, the organicness of it just goes to show how authentic I guess it is, and everybody just loves to craft, right? yeah like it's we just never, yeah. it was never like a it wasn't a business goal or anything like that I mean it yeah. definitely wasn't for me I don't have that mind in terms of being able to um set a make a business plan and that that doesn't work for me everything just sort of mm. has to feel natural and um I'm totally I definitely, <laughs> yeah I definitely like if it happens it happens but you know you know you make decisions based on where you go um and it just all felt natural and then people really wanted it and you know I'm talking like on the day it felt surreal like I know you said oh I'm speaking with a celebrity I'm not a celebrity but it felt so surreal because people would come up and take your photo and and things like that and you'd be like you know and it's funny because when we're in the U.S. I was like standing in line to check in at the hotel and I have this photo that I'm taking a sneaky photo because Melody Lane's behind me and I'm like you know and we shared that that, we shared that in the cricket for Australians group at the time and I'm talking this is back in 2018 and everyone's like that's funny because that's how we feel about you and we're like no (laughs) but it's just it was just such a natural and like I'm not saying that's how everybody feels that's just how some select Mm. people felt about us um but like you know we just we always wanted to keep it sort of natural and and um, organic in terms of what we did so we saw that there was a need for people to learn a little bit more and a lot of people were going to um, YouTube to get a lot of their answers but the problem is is that when you go to YouTube they tell you a lot of American supplies that you can't get in Australia so we started doing a Thursday night live which for the last two years probably hasn't been there um, but we did do Thursday night lives where we go live on a different subject each Thursday night and I mean, I still can't catch up with Paul and his technology. Um, but, you know, we started off, I'm talking, if you look at any of our old videos and they're all still in the group, we had iPhones and everything was like reverse mirrored because, you know, as soon as you spun the camera, it would reverse all the wording. So you'd be like, here's my onesie. I trust me. It's not backwards, you know. Um, so we, we did a lot of I these- think that's great, though to show your growth yeah. like we didn't have yeah. I mean right now I'm sitting in my warehouse with a pair of Air- airpods and my husband's computer <laughs> because like you know we just make do right and yeah. I remember those early videos because that's how I found you I um was figuring out how to make baubles one time and I think I searched that video so many videos of that I think I've done <laughs> I like I five know. tutorials oh and I can't even remember which one it was but um I remember blew my mind when you put the bauble on the tape transfer tape I think it was Mm -hmm. just to hold it right and to this day people message me because I do that in my videos and I don't even think about it and they're like oh my god you blew my mind with that I'm like that's not me (laughs) that's (laughs) not you should go follow her but but it just goes to show right like what is news to you is 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 you know it's news to other people too so what what you find as normal and what you say is you know lo-fi I mean like words backwards low low camera all that like is gold to some people right like it all kind of depends on where you are in that journey 
like where where you want to kind of where you are to be able to take that in but I love that the whole group and the whole premise of it is learning and sharing Mm. something new and sharing something you know that um that you you know every every week in your Thursday night live I know I know it hasn't happened with COVID and stuff like that but like every week is something new new subject new you know and that's I feel like that's the best thing about crafting anyway that's kind of my opinion there's no question there that's just a comment (laughs) you know I I totally agree I totally agree I think um and the only reason why really those lives kind of stopped was because you get to a point where hang on my food's coming (laughs) you get to a point where um (laughs) he's like I didn't know you were on the thing (laughs) hi husband (laughs) um you get to a point where um there's only so much you can repeat the same thing. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I get that. We, we, they have had a lot of new products come out recently, um, but a lot of them are similar products to what is out on the market that we've already done demonstrations for in the past and things like that. So um, I guess, you know, because there's not as much fresh stuff to do, and I know that YouTubers out there, they do have a lot of fresh information and stuff that they can provide, but, a lot of them you'll find go over the same thing um, just on a different medium or, or whatnot. So we wanted to try and avoid mixed information in terms of doubling up too much. Um, so if I'm going to do a new tutorial on something, so I, like I said, I've done five on the baubles, um, but I actually do them with a different supply each time so that yeah. people can see, like, so I've done one which had four different glues to use and then I did another one. That was the one was, I saw. Yeah, that's the one that had the uh, little cheek or Paul was up in the corner and there was like a little um, cheeky um, comment on my applying of the vinyl on it. So if you go back, you'll see a little cheeky comment in there about the letter D. Okay. Um, oh, oh, I remember that. That was so yeah. funny because it was at the time I think I was pregnant and I was figuring out this cricket machine and my husband had like, because I was, you know, spewing all the time. <laughs> Um, my husband put it up on the big TV and then the comment about the D came in anyway that was hilarious (laughs) and that's the thing we the lives are so great because they're like they're natural that's how we speak we're not gonna we're not gonna be like swearing at them but if there's something cheeky that comes on like it is what it is yeah Um, we even had that in the um, crafty boot camp that just happened on Saturday just gone we even had a little mishap that happened in that um, one of the lives on that day where I said something to Scott who was moderating and he came back at me with a uh, not appropriate comment in the comments. Um, and I was like, no comment, not saying anything. <laughs> um, but it just happens because interpretation is such a huge thing when it comes to social media. Yeah, and I want to touch on that because you kind of mentioned before in the early stages of the group, how there was an issue when, um, you know, and that's how you came on board. And the issue was around someone copying someone else. And, you know, and as you say, on social media, everything can be misinterpreted, misconstrued. Like you can be one thing, but it's said another way. Like, you know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And, and I think it's still an issue because I, I mean, let's be real. If I make a, a bottle, and I use this font that I found on the font and I use this kind of vinyl. Anyone can emulate that. Anyone can do the exact same thing, right? Yeah. So how do you kind of, I mean, how like, oh, I don't know what I'm trying to ask, but like the way I see it is that everyone wants to be creative, right? Everyone wants to add their own spin. And also mm-hmm. everyone kind of knows that there's another cricketer down the road that can do the exact same thing right so and I see this comment all the time in the group like every man and their dog has their cricket so it's really competitive so therefore you can't get it like it's oversaturated all of that I guess that's my kind of way of asking like how do you differentiate yourself like you've obviously made a completely different pathway with with the group and with your um your work with cricket still using the same kind of machine see what I'm saying so it's not the normal path of I'm going to make a personalized gift and I'm going to sell that. How did you kind of 
realize that this was an opportunity or are you just kind of just organically kind of going with the flow you know I'm going with the flow organically but something um, not a lot of people realize um, if they haven't been around for as long but I did have a business I did do the cricket business selling personalized items and things like that so I was known as NJB Creative Design um, back in the day that was my page and you know I was quite successful to the point that I could have given up my job um so it was very successful um you know I was pretty much the go-to in my area a lot of in in my town where I lived a lot of people they were asking on Facebook pages who makes personalized t-shirts instead of going to your local embroidery shop everyone would tag me um and obviously I felt like the key to making things different is don't rely on default and places like that that offer free um don't rely on anything that's a free image or a free font um, because realistically it's going to be used by somebody else. Um, you should always be getting a, a, you know, if you're going to sell, you should always be getting a commercial license for your fonts that you use anyway. Um, so I think that it's really important that you utilize those paid fonts. Um, find your ones that go nicely together and um, nine times out of ten the every everyday crafter down the road who's just trying to make a quick buck is probably not going to pay for a paid font they'll get a free version um which is what you see tend to see in the group so that's something that um always sort of set my stuff aside I wasn't just using free fonts I do have a wealth of knowledge of what those free fonts are out there um which is um always handy but I think that making sure that you use something unique in terms of your fonts because like I said someone who's just not in it to make a full business plan out of it is not going to put the effort in to buy the licenses pardon me um and I think that's um something that people need to realize those free fonts on Defont aren't any licenses for you to sell um and that's the biggest misconception totally and I think that um a lot of people they they do rely on that like you know they they put all their effort into making this amazing you know product what you know they put a lot of time a lot of effort into thinking into making that 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 product and then they're like oh but someone's copied me well no unfortunately they haven't copied you they've come to the same process as you as in they've gone to Dafont, they've gone to find the vinyl they've gone to you know but unfortunately of course being in australia as well we, our supply is limited, right? So mm-hmm. there are, you know, um, there are certain types of vinyl that work. There are certain types of font that work. You know, this looks nice with this, etc. So how how did you, like, to, to be able to be at that point with your business where you could have left your job, besides using things that are not readily available, do you have any other tips for crafters that can set themselves apart? Um, persistence. So be okay with feedback that comes back to you. So if someone says that the vinyl is lifting, offer to repair it or replace it. Don't assume that the customer has done something to it. Um, I mean, to be honest, I was working full-time at the same time as running this business at the start. So long hours. Um, packaging goes a long way. And and you would know that from your business. Like, you know, you stand out from your packaging. and I guess don't sell yourself short. Like don't you don't have to undercut other people around you. You set your price because that's your worth. You will not succeed if you're running at a loss. That's the biggest thing is, is if you are running at a loss, don't sell yourself short. But don't be scared of taking on those big projects. I remember early on in my, um, my business, I took on an order of 500 shirts for a preschool. And... Amazing. the file was not given to me I had to convert the file myself and it was half in glitter and half and like the, the picture the image was like literally like a stick figure drawing that I, some kid has done back 20 years ago and that stayed as their logo mm-hmm. and um so it was like fine jagged um not clean cut vinyl <laughs> yeah it was not it was not easy it had like I don't know 10 different colors in it as well 
but you know what I stuck at it and um kind of got a name for it because everyone was like where did you get your shirts done and then that that process happens so if you're not scared of taking those risks and committing to big jobs then your name's going to get put out there in town as someone to go to yeah I love that and it's really interesting because a lot of um and, and this is part of the course right when I when I sat down to plan this course um I had a lot of feedback from my own group my blanks group and people were like Debbie how did you start how did you start this business and you know how did you get bigger orders and you know all of that right and I was like okay hold on let's go back to simple first right mm -hmm. you have to know your worth first of all and you have to make a margin right so if it means that you sit there and I have a cold a whole like costing sheet <laughs> and I spent like a good half an hour explaining this because it's like say you buy a bottle from Kmart for six bucks and then you get another I'm not saying use Kmart but say you yeah. are right starting out and your vinyl costs another dollar and then like you know it takes you half an hour to cut like design cut weed and then adhere it so that's what like 40 minutes per bottle right and then someone decides, yeah, yeah, okay, I wanna, I wanna get 10 bottles. 40 minutes times however many 20 bottles is what? I don't, I don't even know that math, but you have to look at that time. <laughs> I don't know yeah. that math, but you know, you have to look at the time, right? So if you're only charging five, six dollars, seven dollars for the bottle, right? And it costs you six dollars plus one, like you're not making anything, and then you're working yeah. for free. So I always tell my um my community to make sure that you're looking at it like an hourly rate. Right. If it takes you, if you know it takes you an hour, what can you do to bring that time down? Or what can you do to, you know, tell your customer, okay, if you order 20, it's going to take me this, like explain it. I guess that's part of why my entire social media strategy, and I don't even know if you're going to call it a strategy, my entire social media is about showing my journey, right? If it means that I just put a camera up and I show people packing and, you know, and, and I show that I'm running around and, you know, I'm not doing that just to do that. Like, I'm showing people my journey because then they're okay with my prices being my prices. I'm not the cheapest out there. I'm not the most expensive. I'm kind of in the middle, right? But you know how much effort I'm going through to get that product to your door, right? Yeah. So I guess it's really interesting because from you, from your standpoint, who has done the business thing, have, has got it to the point of, you know, of being really, really successful your tip to other crafters is around knowing knowing your worth and knowing and being and sticking to that right yeah but how do you compete against that how do you compete against the you know the joe down the road who just got their cricket and but you don't that's the thing you don't compete against the others that's where people too often get stuck into and i did do this for this little portion of time in my business so um there was this time where i just got an afterpay added to my website and I went onto the Afterpay Australia pages and things like that. And every time someone said, looking for someone who can do a shirt, I was the one in there going, I can do it for this price and trying yeah. to beat somebody else's price because, you know, I was trying to build it. But in the end, I, I realised that that was just putting extra added stress onto the process and I didn't need to do that. Realistically, you start with your family and friends. That's where, that's where you should always start. Totally. Don't start yeah. by having a business. You start with your family and friends. Your family and friends, I mean, it might be different. I, I never lived in Brisbane at the time that I did this, but I had all my family and friends back home in Lismore. They all spoke. They all talked to each other. So anytime anybody wanted anyone, anything, my sister was the first one there. My sister can do it. <laughs> and and she was my guinea pig anyway. So she was getting all the baby onesies for my niece at the time and all of the T-shirts and matching outfits and things like that that I was doing. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, you're you're practicing with your product first and foremost on somebody who is using it that person didn't pay for it like my sister definitely didn't pay for anything um but she's washed it she's worn it she's worn it to death she's let you know when something you know she's tried and tested it and she's vouching for you to everybody else in her community so it's not just you and your who you're friends with like you know I don't have a huge friend group base on you know especially back then I didn't have a lot of people around me I had my family but it grew because of your family knows someone you know I did I put my um brother's stepson's name on the back of jersey one day 
And then his mates were like, where can I get a t-shirt done? Like he's like, my sister can do it. You know, like my brother would be the last person to like be out there like advertising for me because he's just not that kind of guy. But he he was like, oh yeah, get my sister to do it. Like, you know, it's it's the word of mouth thing that really does get it. And stop comparing yourself to the pe- other people down the road because they're, their goals and their they're not the same as yours you have a different goal you've got a different family you've got a different household you've got different bills um you probably buy different supplies you know depending on where you live and you know you want something different out of it no one goes into it wanting to just make a million because you're not going to if that's the case you I did it because I wanted I wanted to sell so I could keep crafting I didn't want to sell so I could make money I wanted to sell so I could keep crafting and I think that's probably a huge difference. If you're going into it to sell because you need to, you know, supplement an income because of rising interest rates and things like that, you may have to take a reality check to think, well, hang on a minute. It's going to take time. Totally. And I think I started that way too. Like, you know, first goal was, okay, let's just pay off the machine. The machine cost me $600, $700 plus all the parts and all that stuff. And then it, and then it you know, the first Christmas where, it's the same family friends just, you know I started sharing what I was making and all of a sudden they were like hey I, Debbie I like that <laughs> can you make me mm-hmm. one right so and at the time I didn't know it was marketing but it is mm-hmm. the word of mouth and the community building if you can build a people around like people around you like your brother that isn't your like they're not sales people they're just answering a question they're just yeah. answering a question when they see whatever product it is and if they like it if somebody likes it they will ask where it's from and it's just and that's how communities are grown and that's how businesses are grown from that so it's really it's really interesting because it's it's so I mean it seems so simple right like everybody if again as you say when you come into it and you you like whatever added pressures you want to grow business whatever it is is that really the right frame of mind you know, if we I go think, back to the making and the creating, then yeah. maybe the sales will come, right? Yeah. I, I, I truly believe it. Like, I mean, I used to do market stalls and I'd have some market stalls where I'd sell nothing, right? I'd be standing there all day. People would be yeah. interested, but they just wouldn't buy. But then, you know, I would have other market stalls where I would just sell out of everything because yeah. it was the right time. But the thing is, is I only held those market stalls so I could keep, putting more stuff out there's only so much I could yeah. hold in my house myself do you know what I mean like and and I guess that comes to the journey where I am now where I don't have the business I create for content so yep. I create for fun so I either making something because I want to make something for content or I'm making something because I want to make something for my family that's what it really comes down to mm. now I don't I mean I do the occasional sale like I'm not gonna lie People do contact me. I do have a lady that comes to me to get her cake choppers done because even though she's got a cricket, she just doesn't have the time and it's always- And she trusts you. you know, last minute. So she, she does trust me. You. And I do have some of my old customers from back home that, you know, do still come to me. My mom's still, my first big seller actually was birth cushions, like those cushions with the birth details on them. That was my huge, yep. my biggest seller back in the day. Like I made one for my niece and then everybody wanted one for their child. And I still have women who are now having like their third and fourth and fifth babies that are like, can you make me one still? And my mum still like that's, I heard my mum messaged me the other day. I didn't even know what she wanted. She said, um, cream cushion, mint colored vinyl. And this is all the details. And I was like, I'm guessing you want a birth detail cushion. <laughs> so, you know, like even still like that's my mum's go-to and she's somehow randomly selling them to people that she knows because they have done them for their grandchildren for years or you know now so so that goes to time right like how long you're you're how many however many years in this journey and now you started to get the recurring sales from people that have trust you trusted you mm-hmm. right so that yeah. goes to time like so when people like come into this and they buy their cricket machine and they're like I'm gonna build a business can't expect it in a day Rome wasn't built in a day whatever that saying is right yeah. so you know, and it, and if it's it's just really interesting to reflect back on your journey and to see how you started. But I want to know, like, what made you decide to stop, and why is the business here anymore? Mm. Um, there's a few things. Um, 
the first one was that I was exhausted, like 100%. I was exhausted. I didn't really, personal reasons came into play financially where I didn't feel comfortable just leaving my job. I had to make a decision. Um, but I pretty much stopped the business when I became what was the product expert program with Cricket. So I was, I didn't, they never asked me to stop it. I was definitely still allowed to um, continue a business and everything, but I just, it was just too much. I was running the page. I was running a business. I was working full time. I was doing lives. You know, we had the craft-a-thon um, that was a yearly occurrence in play. I, I just did not have time. And, you know, I had a, my niece was, I think at the time, maybe my sister was living with me at the time. So I had my niece always around. I just, I couldn't keep doing it. It just, I had to burn out at some point. And um, I had to make a decision on what was the most economical for my future. And keeping a nine to five job was probably the best choice at the time. Um, but it gave me creative freedom back again. So when you're crafting for orders, you don't always get to play. You just make what they want. Yeah. I, I, and that's part of why I moved because I, I, like you started as a personalized gift, you know, maker and, Mm -hmm. um, and it got to the point where I was, you know what? I think one Christmas I got like three or four sports teams orders and they all wanted um, uh, coffee cups with their names on them. And, you know, and it was great because, um, you know, I realized, okay, maybe there's potential here. I have a business or something, you know, but burnout is real pregnant at the time. It's, you know, and I lost the joy. I lost the joy. And, and that's why I moved into blanks because I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> what's next? Yeah. What's trending? What, what, you know, and it's really important for me to still be a crafter first, you know, yeah. I'm a crafter first because I want to know if I like it and I have fun making it and making it my own and all that, then I know others will. But if I'm getting stuff to come in and I, you know, and it's nothing different and, you know, then, then I've lost, I've lost my kind of bearing. Right. Yeah. So again, it goes back to making, creating and seeing where that goes and going back to that rawness of, um, you know, let's just put aside all the drama and the politics and all of that. And let's just make. <laughs> and that, that's really what it was. Um, and you know what? It's, it's funny because I had such a passion for paper crafting. Um, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, when I started selling, I was doing a lot more iron on and vinyl. Um, but when I stopped selling, um, like stopped the business and I sold off a lot of my blanks, I destashed so much. Um, I got to be able to go back to create those paper projects from time to time that you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't naturally get an order for a foiled card. You know, like they're things that, you know, you just want to enjoy doing here and there and trying something different. But yeah. I think, and you also... I hate trends. I know it's going to sound really, it's so not the way of crafting because everyone jumps onto a trend, but I hate it. My pet peeve is I don't want to make what everybody else is making because they're making it. So, and I'm definitely That's not really a trend interesting. starter. I don't think that I'm a trend starter. I definitely No, I think am. you are. I mean, you got me on baubles, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I think baubles have been around for so while. Like, I'm definitely not the person who's coming out there and showing them, like, showing what can be done as a new technique. I'm definitely not creating those new techniques and trends. But I will come back a year after something's been done and make it, and I'll, like, make it again and make it my own and that will start it and influence it again but I'm not mm. going to say I'm a trendsetter I, I like spiral Bettys came out I refuse to do them when everybody was doing them I love Me the too. look of them I love the look of them and they would be great on certain projects but there was no way I was making a spiral Betty because everybody else was and so you know I have projects in mind in the future where I will use a spiral Betty but it's not happening whilst it's still very prevalent in the page like I thought it had died down and then I saw a few more and I was like, nope, <laughs> biding my time. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah but the same thing same thing was um reverse canvases so reverse canvases were huge and then they died down and then I did one in a tutorial and then a few people did them and then it died down a bit and then I just did one recently in our, our crafty boot camp so you know I definitely don't like to go with the grain and that's I think that's testament to how you were able to grow your business and have something that is like a lot of people called you, they go to, right? Because you obviously had a point of difference. And and it goes back to my question around competing against everybody. Like, yes, everybody's getting a cricket. And yes, more people, the better. You know, we want to have more crafters and more people making stuff because it helps us all in the long run. Like, yeah. I want to know what everybody else is making so that I can add my spin on it, you know? Like, yeah. And it's going back to that, I think. So it's really, it's, it's, I've, I've loved hearing your story and I feel like um, we could learn a lot from you because you're, you've done, you've done the business thing and you've kind of on the other side of it now and you're still crafting and you're just going back to making stuff. I love that. Having fun. Yeah. And one last question, like, where do you see this going? Where do you see cricketing going where do you see cricketing in Australia going where does the group go like yeah where do you see it going well I think Paul and I are probably both on the same plan um I definitely want to keep doing what I'm doing now like I don't have a lot of commitments but I've just moved to a you know back to Brisbane I get to see my friends my best friend more I get to see my sisters here and she's about to have a baby so um I definitely want to keep my personal life very prevalent which is what I've done in the last few months since I've been up here um but cricketing is not going anywhere for me I'm still going to be content creating I'm not changing we're not changing anything the way we're doing with the group um we do have plans to um boot camp more often um so I feel like that is a really great way especially for the new people in the groups that they can join to get sort of like an intensive class on different projects so you know and like I said everyone knows how to apply vinyl to a glass but it's about putting your spin on each project that we do so over the years we've definitely done vinyl projects so they're coming out your ears but there's always going to be someone new to the group someone that needs to learn um, and so the boot camps are really good because there's a lot of prep work behind it and Paul and I have a lot of fun creating projects and getting designs in place and um, I get a little bit more of that business mind, which I said I'm not quite into, and I do rely on Paul a lot for the business side of things. Um, but, you know, it also means that I get to have a play and, you know, sometimes we just pick random supplies and then say, what can we make with this? And that's sometimes how we um, we, we get a, our ideas for the boot camps or the um, craft-a-thons. So, I mean, we're currently in talks. We do have some future boot camp ideas for this year still so we've just had one and we do plan to have another boot camp um and we are in talks with cricket at the moment with our crafters on as well um we'd love to see it go back to a point where we can be in person um but i just i've seen for how successful online has been that i can't see in person being as successful it's in person is a lot of work um a lot more work we do all the cutting ourselves so it doesn't when you do an in-person craftathon, you know, the person attending doesn't get to troubleshoot if their machine isn't working. They might make something at the event and then go home to try to make it and then it might not work for them because their cut settings are wrong or something. So I definitely think that um the online is going to ramp up for us. Um but the page, it's only gonna get bigger we're just going to have to start. We just added a new mod um, and, you know, mods come and go and, um, you know, we're probably going to need more help in the future um, because it is a big job managing it. And, you know, we use what we can with Facebook's assist um, admin assist and, you know, Scott is incredible and catches things that even I miss. Um, so, we definitely um, can only see it growing, but we just want to be able to provide more education, I guess, to the members, more prizes, more freebies, more everything. That's essentially where we want it to go, is um, 
we want it to there's been Paul and I've been absent for a little bit with personal things like our move and you know different things um but we wanted to get it back to being that real community feel like I know that community feels just there but it's hard when there's like a mix between the old and the new so there's a lot of new members that have come in that probably don't know what it was like back way back when and I think we want to get it to start feeling like that community feel and you know I've got plans with sharing um project sharing within the group so that's project sharing within design space i'd really love to see the group share more like people when they share their project um like share the design as well so instead of just sending a photo and saying this is what i made maybe share the file so somebody else can you know create it because you know that's what i um every project that i share in any of my pages the file is readily available if anybody wants it and i really would like to have that community feel where it's people helping one another i understand businesses people aren't going to want to share their ideas but the people like the everyday crafter that just wants to have fun i think that you can't go wrong with that and i love that I, i'm all about the community and all about helping each other um and i i i would love to see more of that happening you know in a way that benefits everybody if it means that, you know, somebody's learned about a new font or someone's learned about a new technique or how to share something, you know, the more crafters, the better. And I feel like there are other problems in the world and everything's going to shit, if I'm honest, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's just get yeah. back to the making. Yeah. And and that's what we try to do in the group. It's really hard because, you know, in, in the world we live in this day and age, um, there are so many different people with so many different opinions and so many different beliefs. And what we try to do in the group is keep politics out of it, keep religion out of it, keep your personal beliefs out of it and just get back to crafting. Like that's what we're all there. That we, that's one thing we all have in common is crafting, right? So, you know, we, we need to all start seeing that side of the community and instead of everyone's opinions on whether someone welded their font or do you know what I mean like there's there's so yeah. much bigger problems in the world that you know if we can just be a happy crafting community sharing ideas great and if people don't want to share their ideas then you don't have to either you can still coexist in the group without sharing your content we're not that. just there for the people who share we're there for the people who want to be looky-loos and um, I say that in the nicest way, <laughs> but some yeah. people just want to be a looker, not a shower. Yeah. Yep. And a, a lot of people just want to absorb everything, which is completely fine. Take everything yeah. in and use what they what they want to, and that's completely fine too. Take what they need, and that's mm. fine. That's that's what the group's there for. Like, you don't have to be actively commenting in the group to be an active member. And we're never going to go through and go, we're going to get rid of anyone who hasn't commented in the last. We're not going to be one of those groups never will we be i will fight paul if he tries he won't but like <laughs> we'll get some 50, 50 cups up if anybody wants to like you know threaten that that'll never happen in the group while i'm an admin i love that thank you so much for your time and for sharing all okay. of your knowledge i i think everybody will learn so much from you um and you know what i think we're going to do a part two later <laughs> because i have so <laughs> many more questions to ask i'm an open book i'm always happy <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Happy.